0: Previously on last week's episode of Something Super Spiritual with Savon Champel part one.
1: You can't miss what's for you. And I tell you this all the time. You cannot miss what's for you. What spirit has for you is for you if you're just available.
0: It's amazing because when, when you are in alignment with your soul, when you're in alignment with your purpose, your spirit, you don't even have to try. It just, like, it happens. When
1: I was younger, growing up, I did have experiences that I couldn't explain. Um, I think I just posted about having an experience where I thought I was going to get kidnapped, and these nuns showed up from out of nowhere. They walked me home. I turned around and they were gone. And it really had a huge impact on my life because I remember I will never. And I told her I said I'm never going to forget this as I live. And and I asked her I was like, why did you come to me? Like I'm all the signs say angel readings. She said, because spirit told me that you needed this as much as I needed it.
0: Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. And and I
1: asked her I was like, "Why did you come to me? Like I'm all the signs say angel readings She said, because spirit told me that you needed this as much as I needed it. Wow. I didn't know what to say to her. I just hugged her and I was crying a little bit Yeah. and I was sitting and I needed a break so I wasn't doing any more readings. I was just like, this is insane, but I'm here and I'm opening up to it. And over, you know, the next few months, I had a lot of other experiences that I just couldn't deny anymore. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to do angels and mediumship. And I started training with teachers. And eventually, you know, one thing leads to another because the mediumship community is very small. A lot of us train with the same teachers and mentors. So, yeah, that's kind of how it happened for me. It was organic but then the more spirit started taking me deeper i was digging in my heels i had a lot of resistance for a long time you know there was a period within my life where i thought i don't want to do this i'm not I, I can't do this no first of all no one's going to think that i'm psychic that i talk to angels and i'm a medium yeah, yeah i don't look like the mediums and the psychics that are out there because you know at the time all i saw were like white women, mostly yes. and white. And, and so I didn't see anyone that was gay that I could relate to. And I didn't see a person of color. Yep. So again, my insecurity, I'm like, I, I, who am I to say that I can do this? There's no space for me. I don't want to do it. And I let everything go. I remember I wasn't working with crystals. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm sorry. I just want a normal job. Just help me get a job, have a nice guy. That's all I want. But I tell people you can run and hide, but your purpose is always going to chase you and find you. And eventually your soul wins
0: because 100%. I'd, be, um,
1: I'd be at the Abbey yeah, trying to have a good time, you know, trying to have my cocktails. Yes. My, my Cosmo, my apple martini, which is what <laughs> I like to do. I, you know, being cute, trying to yep. be cute anyway, to pick up somebody.
0: Oh, you don't have to try.
1: and right in the middle of whatever it was that I thought I was there to do an angel shows up someone's loved one shows up and immediately mm -hmm. like spirit is moving and it's not even about me anymore it's about what's going on with them on a deeper level even when I was intoxicated yeah and 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 so I learned from those experiences that I just had to surrender to where life was calling me. But I also learned in that that spirit really can use us no matter where we are, because everything is spiritual. And even though I was in a, a, a gay bar in West Hollywood and I thought flirting with a guy, dancing, having a good time, you know, intoxicated. The spirit world opened up because I needed to see that I was needed, that I had a calling, that I had a purpose, and, and they weren't going to let go of me. And I tell people, you know, and this leads me back to the relationship, which is why I, I'm, I think the relationship is the most important thing, is when I wanted to give up on myself, yeah. spirit wouldn't give up on me. no. They wouldn't give up on me. No matter where I would, was, I could be in Palm Springs somewhere hanging out with, you know, a group of guys or whatever, anywhere. They still kept showing up. I still kept getting those signs. Yeah. yeah. And eventually, I think I just gave up. I'm like, okay, they really love me. They are really invested in making sure that I get to where I'm supposed to get in life. And maybe I need to listen, yeah. maybe I need to surrender. And so, and here we are, you know, yeah. and I'm still surrendering. But that's, it, it's been an interesting journey because my journey wasn't a journey that was easy. No one's journey is, but I just had so much resistance and so much disbelief
0: yeah.
1: about my worthiness oh, yeah. to be able to do this and my worthiness to step into this big responsibility and um, believing in myself, believing in myself. And so what helped me to reshape that, and I put this in a video where I was talking about having a personal relationship with spirit, with the creator, is I started asking spirit like really hard questions like, what do you know about me that I don't know about myself? Ooh. That if I can come into an understanding about that, I'd be on fire. Like my life would really change in such a major way, you know, or um, why do you keep showing up for me when I keep screwing up over and over again? Yeah. I'm this, I'm doing that. You keep telling me not to do this and I do it anyway. You tell me not to be with this guy.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Anyway. You know, you're telling me to follow this path. I'm going way over here and making my own path. Why? And I said this in the video, if I can just understand why, what is it about me? Then maybe I'll stop doing it, but maybe I'll realize my worth and my value. And so having those hard questions and and those tough conversations with spirit and really inviting spirit into like my pain, My shame, my confusion, my darkness helped me to reshape that. And it it transmuted that. And it created a greater relationship because, you know, nobody wakes up one day and they're like, oh my God, I love spirit. I love God. I love creator. It's like any other relationship. You have to grow into that. You have to get to know the person completely. Time with them.
0: Yes. Work
1: through some things. Then you have to come to realize that they are reliable, that you can rely on them, which facilitates trust. Yes. And then trust is there. There's an openness and vulnerability. And then the love comes and it builds. And so our power, I believe our personal power is built on that relationship that we have with spirit, the love. So when you fall in love with spirit, that love is your power because that love allows you to do all these, these beautiful things, you know, going back to Jesus that he did, that he said that we could do. Yep. Yep. Many examples of that. Totally. So, um, it's been an interesting journey, but I wouldn't change it. And, and, and so everything that I share, I'm really sharing from the wisdom that I've gleaned from my experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm from the mistakes or the choices that I've explored I like to say exploring choices instead of mistakes yes but <laughs> that I've explored the things that I've learned yeah. to our other people um because I, I think that when people can relate to my experiences and they can see my cracks yeah. right yep. a lot of us want to be shiny and bright and we don't want anyone to see who we used to be how we used to show up in the world but I want to see, I want to show people that through that relationship, a total transformation can take place to the point to where if I were to really tell you more about my past, you would, you would not believe it. You would not believe it because I don't look like what I've been through. Right. And so I just, I try to pass that on to people, but that's what informs everything that I do because I believe that my I'm here to ignite people's lights, to show them their light, Yes. show them what they can really do through their light. Yes. So to come to me. I don't want to do readings forever. I love readings. Trust me. I love yes. reading. I love what I do. But I will be happy when people don't need us anymore. And then perhaps spirit will move me into other things. Like I love to write. Mm-hmm. I love to do other things not spiritual but more creative but for me that's the goal is to empower people so the same power that I use that I borrow to serve people when they're paying me for readings they will now be able to tap into that themselves and use it through in whatever way they want to create the life they want and so I'm just very clear on my purpose and my role and, and I know that I'm like, I know, know, know that I'm here for a reason Yes, because because I'm so hard-headed and I've tested this out so many times. I've tested spirit. I'm one of those people that's like, okay, well, if I have purpose, then show me, yeah. you know, if I, if I, you know, I went through this with my mom, my mom's not around. I lost it when I was 14, didn't know my father. Grew up around drugs, had no healthy parental figures. I've had a, the worst hand anybody could be dealt. So if there's meaning in that, show me. And if yeah. not, leave me alone. Yeah. And I, I, I went through this for a long time being angry, being rebellious, but spirit showed up every single time along the way. And again, it just taught me that, you know, for anybody listening, they are really invested in our growth, in us being tapped into our light, in us being happy, in us moving into our purpose. Our loved ones are invested, our guides are invested, our angels, you know, spirit, and all these other beautiful beings that are out there, these beautiful beings of love, these ascended masters. I mean, there's beings that are out there that we don't even have a name for, right? but they are all really invested in us I and that. if you think about that like someone like me who didn't really love myself or felt loved yep when i really started thinking about that i thought damn like i'm really lo- like i'm really loved i'm mm-hmm. really loved and so then spirit god i use the word interchangeably sometimes just because i like playing around with labels but god <laughs> I, I said one day i was like you know, I'm doing all this stuff that I know I shouldn't do. That's not healthy. That doesn't move me into a greater resonance with you. You know, and I remember God saying one day, like, you didn't think I knew you were going to do that. I have, right. this, I have a personal, blunt, direct relationship with my source. We, we talk to each other. I, I'm just like, if you're going to talk to me, just be direct and blunt. Yeah. So God's like, listen, I already knew you were going to do this and do that. And I knew you were going to do that. I made you. I know you. I'm not holding anything against you. I love you. Yep. I'm just waiting on you to forgive yourself so you can be available to me so we can do what we came here to do together. Yes. (laughs) And when spirit say that, I thought, I kind of started laughing because I was like, And Spirit was like, yeah, you can't hide from me. There's nothing you can do that I don't know. I know you're going to do it before you do it. Yeah. So there's no shame in it. You're learning and you're growing and you're working through your trauma and your pain. But I'm using you as an example to other people that might be going through the same thing to show them where their healing really is. Yeah show them that they are loved that no one's judging them no one's holding anything against them it's it's them and what they're holding on to that's separating them from what's within them completely and once i realized that it really changed the game for me it really changed the game for me but it also changed how i look at other people And as a medium, as a servant of spirit, I just, I'm a friend of humanity. Yeah. I'm a friend of humanity. And I see people through the lens of my own relationship with spirit. And so that's where all this stuff comes from. People ask me all the time, are you channeling like the stuff that you write? I'm like, no, I don't know. I just know this is how I think. This is how my mind operates. But It's because of the relationship that I have with spirit. It informs my thinking. My thoughts are different. Yeah. And it's just how I see things. And there are these universal truths that help everybody that connect to all of us that just come out of me. Yeah. And it's been that way since I told you, since I saw the angel, since I connected with my mother. I don't know what happened. Mm. I have these different theories. But you know, some people have said, you know, maybe you're a walk-in. You know, there's this theory of the walk-in where if you're gonna commit suicide. I don't know. I think no. I've always been I think I'm just Here you. more yeah. but I think what happened was I had so much extreme disconnection in my life at the time and so much such an extreme resistance that when I received the healing that it brought me back over to you know that extreme connection and alignment yeah and it's just opened up for me and I probably needed that in order to survive and not want to do it again
0: yeah yeah completely yeah I believe that
1: so it it is me simply allowing what's in me to move through me and to express through me yeah if there's anything that i want to be an example of i just want to show people what can happen if you let go and you surrender to you and you start to just be available you don't need to be perfect you don't need to start meditating and owning and Doing workshops and doing all these attunements that you see people doing all yeah. the time,
0: all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Spirit of the Living God, the Living Creator, the Divine lives within all of us. Yeah, as us. Yes. So there isn't much that you need to do to access it. It's already there. It's
0: already there. Yeah, yeah.
1: There are tools that can support. There's philosophies that can assist, right? But like my grandmother used to always say when I was little, and I used to go to her a lot, she would always say, baby, just just go in your prayer, go wherever you need to go and just have a conversation with God. That's it. Yeah. It's just you and God. So I tell people it's just you and spirit. Just start, just be open and listen and question. Yeah listen for the answer and then be willing to have hot, hard conversations like God, I don't trust you. Why would I, why do I, why would I trust you? Yeah. This is, this has been my life. This has been me surviving my life and this is where I am now and you're God and you, I don't think you've helped me and I don't think you have proved your reliability to me. This is how I've talked to spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would I trust you? Why would I listen? Why would I take a chance and leave this job or leave this city or leave what I have now for this voice in my head that's telling me to do something and you haven't proved yourself to me. And but but I think it's healthy to have those kinds of questions of spirit of this intelligence. Oh, sure and the intelligence starts to work with us in a way and i think the spirit world works with us in a way with our angels our team yes where things start to happen in our daily lives to help facilitate us opening up a little bit more mm-hmm. and it's why help people it's why you see the angel numbers it's yes. why you're night, and you might see a flash of light or you feel like someone's touching you or you might feel a breeze but there is no breeze things will start to happen that you cannot logically explain away or understand but it's to prove to you who really loves you who you really are and that there's a divine plan for you and that you really are okay
0: yeah
1: and so those questions will facilitate the, the answers that we need that show up as the signs. And and I think this is something that people don't talk about. You know, we think that our relationship with the divine is like, oh, spirit, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for your guidance. No, if you're angry, invite spirit into your anger. Spirit, this is effed up. Yes. My man is falling apart. My My life is falling apart. I don't know what I'm doing with my kids. I'm not financially s- stable to be able to live on my own. I can't yeah. survive this more what the is going on if you're going to help me i need real help i need real guidance i am listening and i'm open but i need you to direct me and give me understanding because i like being in control because i have stuff going on i can't just surrender all of this
0: totally (laughs) so
1: work work with me and i'll work with you you give me a little bit i'll give you a little bit and that's what my relationship has been like with spirit. I, I'll give you a little bit. Now you give me some, and I'm gonna give you some, and you give me some. Okay, all right. And and that's yeah. how it's been over the years. So now, there's it's solidified. I know that I know that I know that I am a soul that has a body. I know that I am a part of the Creator. I am a part of the all. I am a part of every living sentient being on this planet. I know that the spirit world is real, angels are real, light beings are real, and they love us. They're constantly guiding us. They're, they overwhelmingly are sending us love all the time. All the time. They pull away. We pull away through our thinking, but and our emotions will pull us away, but we, they never pull away. It's always flowing. All the time. And we are magical beings. Yes. We are supernatural beings. I believe in the supernatural. I've seen, you know, going back to the tent revival, I referenced that earlier. I saw a man who was blind get his eyesight back. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I saw a woman that had one leg shorter than the other that used to walk with a limp. Yeah. I saw that leg grow with my own two eyes. Oh, my gosh. So I've always known that there are things that science and logic will never be able to explain. And it's just the love and the power of spirit. And no one's ever going to be able to explain it because it moves in miraculous ways, in mysterious ways. But the one thing that I know for sure that we can all stand on is that we are a part of that power and it lives within us. Yes. And and no matter what we do, no matter what we think we've done, we can't separate ourselves from. No, it. we can't. No matter <sighs> your gender identity, no, nope. your sexuality. No. Nope. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever disappointments, whatever shame, whatever the world, even the world may tell you you're not worthy, you are worthy.
0: Mm. Because, worthy because you're here
1: <laughs> and you we all have gifts because the gift giver lives within you yes it, the gift giver lives within everybody every human on this planet so we're worthy like you said we have gifts there's there's power that that moves through us we all have the ability to love and so you know i just i don't know i'm, I'm so passionate about these things that I share, because it's what has given meaning to my own suffering in my mm-hmm. life. And it's giving given me purpose within my own gifting and awareness.
0: Yes. Beautiful. Savon, you said a mouthful.
1: <laughs> I know, I want to shut up already, but when I get going, I just, cause I I know people need to hear this and, yeah. and I just, to be empowered um I'm not special I'm just a boy from the Bronx that had a a rough childhood and that brought me into my awakening and then spirit showed me what we all have the potential to be able to do be or have and that's just what I what I share with people
0: yeah you know I love um okay well first of all let me say I love your grandmother oh I love your grandmother oh uh, I, I my grandmother and I were really close, so that 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 relationship I miss dearly for twenty years now, and um we have a different relationship now. You know, our bond has continued to grow. Um, but yeah, I I love I love your connection with your grandmother. That's really beautiful. Um, she's my friend. she's my
1: soulmate. Yeah, we've got lifetimes together. Um, but it's enhanced now, now yeah. that she's out of a body, yeah. it's enhanced in ways that I never would have experienced True.
0: while she was here. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's exactly how I experience it too, with mine. It's, it's, it's unreal and it's amazing. It's magical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when, when people that are grieving, you go through your grieving process and it hurts yep. really bad. Yep. It, Ends and comes back in its own timing, but the relationships are all enhanced. Because, you know, my grandmother told me one day I was crying and I heard her, she was like, Boy, why are you crying? I'm right here with you. Why are you crying? I'm here with you. When you're enjoying things, I'm enjoying things. When you're doing new things, I'm doing them, I'm experiencing it with you. Yes, And I'm closer to you now than I ever could have been. That's what
0: I tell people. That's exactly what I tell people. Like your relationship can be closer now than you could have ever dreamed.
1: Yeah, and she's always with me. And there's an intimacy that we have now that's so divine and so sacred, but it's with all of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see... When someone transitions out of the body as a is just like a graduation it's an enhancement yeah 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 yeah
0: um I also loved uh what you were talking about with the relationship to the divine the relationship to spirit the Creator God yeah because it is a two-way road it's it's a two-way relationship just like our relationships here you know yeah it it ta- you, it takes two it takes two to tango you know you got to take care of each other you got to be present for each other and right. it's it's so true with with spirit it's yeah i i often tell people you know open a dialogue open a keep an open dialogue going yeah. all the time yeah if you if you trip over the curb and fall and and, and skid your knee you know complain they're listening yeah. it's okay it's totally okay. If you have the best day and the best experience, rejoice. They're there and they're experiencing right. it with you. You know? Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: I had to learn
1: that I mattered. And I had to learn that my feelings mattered. My concerns mattered. And I couldn't go back and relive the past. But I could work through that with spirit. And I tell people, you know, I said, life took a lot of things from me. And it's really hard to grow up. You know, my mother was in prison. I didn't tell you this. My mother went to prison when I was six. She got out when I was 12. And she died when I was 14. Wow. I had a fractured relationship with her. I didn't know her that well. Sure. And when I went to live with my grandmother, she had already had five other kids and was dealing with a lot of things that she was dealing with. And she had her own trauma. She grew up in during Jim Crow. It's a really hard time for oh. a black woman. Wow. She didn't yeah. go to high school. I think she got maybe to the sixth or seventh grade. And she told me that most people around that time, you only went to school just enough to like be able to read and, and write a little bit because you were gonna work on the farm or you were gonna be maybe a maid or do some form of service to bring money in the house for the family. So she had her limitations and she raised us the best way that she could but then I didn't know my father and just all these things that I experienced where I could have gone down a path of drugs or prison um, medicated heavily sure. in therapy you know which I highly recommend but oh yeah it really was my relationship with spirit that helped me to heal and process a lot of these it was like spirit was the surrogate mother that I needed to work through my mother issues, the surrogate father that I needed to work through that. Um, The person that I needed to listen to me talk about things that I shamed myself for, things that I don't want anybody to ever know that I did in my dark moments when I was looking for love, looking for a sense of belonging, right? So talking to spirit about those things and when you bring light to what's dark, it's the truth of your beingness and who you really are and the truth that you're loved and already forgiven. Really, you don't have to be forgiven for anything that sets you free from those chains that bind you. And so that's what I try to share with people too. It's not like it's airy-fairy. It's a real power, a real intimacy that brings lasting internal transformation for anything that you're having a problem with. And I stand on that because yeah. I, know that I know that I know anything can be healed. Anything can be transcended. You know, doesn't mean that my life is perfect. Doesn't mean that I don't have triggers. right? Or I don't have flashbacks or moments where I'm like, you know, I miss my mother or I wish I could know what it felt like to have a father and I'm sad. It's given me the awareness to transcend those those things from the past. So I live in a transcended state because of my relationship with spirit. And my mind naturally aligns with that. And then again, like I said earlier, when I was talking about neural pathways, my brain fires a completely different way because I'm thinking from wholeness. I'm not thinking from what's fractured me in the past or what hurt me. Right. And that wouldn't have happened had I not had periods of isolation but really like you said periods of just having a dialogue with spirit like okay spirit this teacher's talking about this i think it's bs yes these Mm -hmm. people are talking law of attraction esther hicks we're one with source i don't know about all that i just and i literally will be in my car and i'm like okay it's just you and me usually it's dark and i'm like i want to know about this why did that happen why did why would you and like put me in a family where my mother was going to be in prison and I wasn't going to have my father and I was going to go through all this other stuff and get bullied. And then like, why would you do that? What's the learning in that? And then spirit would then reply with the deeper meanings underneath that understanding choice, understanding how pain influences people's choice, understanding trauma, understanding grace, compassion, forgiveness, unconditional love. But also understanding that through the power of spirit, you can overcome anything. And that spirit is always there because then spirit started taking me back into my childhood and showing me how there's certain things that happened along the way that could have been much worse. Mm -hmm. And I was affected by it. Yep. But also, I have to say this. I want to share this. Spirit is telling me to share this story. I'm going to go to another story, but then make my point. I have a friend, friend that's a medium, and he he has a buddy whose wife died, and they left the son. He was like seven or eight, and um, she died in a very traumatic way, and everyone was just so grief stricken because of it. My friend told me that he was saying prayers for the family and the son. And he went to visit the family like a few days later. And he said that the son was up playing as if nothing had ever happened, just in joy and happy. And I asked him, I was like, that's interesting. You think the son would have been sad? He was like, no. And I said, what do you think's going on with that? And he told me, he said that the spirit told him that they were protecting the son and and protecting his consciousness and keeping that part of his consciousness suppressed or the memories or the feeling so later on in life when he was much older to deal with it that he could deal with that and then they said we did the same thing with you when you were younger because you should have lost your mind all the fighting with your, your stepdad and your mother and He drank a lot and she drank a lot and there was police called all the time. They said that should have driven you crazy, but you didn't lose your mind. You've always kept and held on to your innocence and to your light, And we did that because we knew that later on in your journey, you would begin to work on that, but we would use that to help you with helping other people that would give you your foundation of information to share with people you know, because people are like, well, what makes you so qualified? What have you gone through? Now I can tell my story. Yeah, and um, so spirit has always been there. Mm-hmm. They've always, and I lost my train of thought, but you know, I just I constantly try to share these things with people so they can be empowered because I think faith comes by hearing, hopes comes by hearing, being open. Opening up to spirit comes from hearing other people's stories yeah, and allows people, because I don't look at myself as, as someone that I'm here to tell you what your truth is. Right. I don't have a cornerstone of truth. And my truth is always changing. It's probably going to change after we get done recording this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awakening to something. and But my hope is that the truths that I share, the philosophies that I share, the demonstrations of spirit communication that I share and, and angel communication that I share will spark something in someone so then they can go on their own journey. And, and that's it. Because I know that once you take the first step and you go on your own journey, once spirit has a hold on you, even if it's a little piece, yeah. they're not letting go, right? And they're going to keep pulling you in more and more. And eventually people come into their own awakening in their own time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, the relationship is so, it's so important, even with magical practices. I, I tell people, cause I'm a little magical too. And I totally love indigenous magic and being Puerto Rican and coming, you know, Caribbean and African practices and all these different things and yeah. mysticism, you, Your magic isn't gonna do anything, your spells, your intentions, your candles without the power of the divine moving through you into whatever that is. So there's no hacks. You still gotta go back and mend your relationship and identify those where you're interrupted and where spirit can't get in and do that work. So then you become empowered so then whatever you're doing, whatever candle you're lighting or whatever tchotchkes you like to work with that mm-hmm. that support that connection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's infused with the energy and the power of the relationship. And, and what's guiding you to, to move within your mysticism is, is informed from spirit. You know, a lot of people will just say, oh, I'm going to do a spell. I'm going to do this. I'm going to light this candle. I'm going to do this intention but you're not really checking in with spirit it's just ego it's like well yeah. i want a new relationship i want a new car yes but what if you checked in with spirit and spirit said you know what how about we do some work some healing work around your father because really that's going to help open you up and align you to the relationship that i already have coming to you
0: that you than deserve than-
1: right that you deserve but again we don't have the relationship so Mm -hmm. we're being by our logic and our logic will only take us as far as the mind can comprehend yes but the spirit the soul it can take us anywhere yeah it can take us anywhere you know um and that's why i value it so much and i i try to Talk about it in a way where I don't come off as preachy because I know a lot of people have religious trauma. Yes. A religious background that they just are sensitive to that. Yes. I try to deliver it in a way where I teach people it's really about going within to you because you are a facet of the divine and, and the divine split itself in these millions and billions of pieces to come to the planet you know, to share that light that lives within you.
0: Yeah. And
1: and when I, what were you going to say? I'm sorry.
0: I was going to say, amen.
1: (laughs) Realize that then they're more open and it's like, well, wait a minute. There isn't this dogmatic God that's judging me and telling me that I'm a sinner, that I'm born in sin, that I'm born already with a deficit that, I'm loved just because, just because I'm Mm -hmm. loved and and no matter how many mistakes I make, I'm still going to be supported and guided through those choices to greater understanding and greater healing. Yeah. You're not going to like make me, I don't have to sit and confess to you every single thing that I did and like say all these prayers and all these things in order to, to get in your good graces again, that that love is unconditional. Yeah. And when people hear that, and it's backed by your personal stories, my personal stories and testimonies, it just has a deeper impact because I know what it feels like to feel like you're trash yeah. and you're not oh. worthy.
0: Yes. And
1: you're an abomination. Like, not yes. only did I have childhood trauma, now I'm trying to figure out my sexuality. But before I can figure that out, I'm already told that I'm an abomination. Yes. i going to go to hell. So when you have that at such a young age, it's like, well, if I'm gonna go to hell, I might, I might as well you know, go smiling, go in a handbag because I'm just gonna live my life. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Nobody loves me. People don't love me. My family doesn't love me. I'm bullied at school. The one resource I thought I had in God through prayer, that thing, whatever it is, doesn't love me. And it made me, but I'm a mistake. And so that is extremely traumatizing to the psyche. And that's something that I had to work through as well. But again, it led me to greater understanding, greater wisdom to be able to speak to those things that people, areas of people's lives where they still may be suffering or not be clear.
0: Yes, you and me both, totally. Um, You know, would you tell the story that I read on Facebook today? You touched on it briefly, the two nuns. It is is so incredible and touching. Okay.
1: All right. If I'm talking too much, just tell me to be quiet
0: now. You know what? This is already going to be a two-parter, so it's all good. (laughs) good,
1: good. Um, So the story with the nuns. When I was younger, my grandmother had me in Catholic school because, you know, we lived in the South Bronx, we lived in the projects. She didn't want me in public school. And I went to St. Jerome's on 138th Street in the South Bronx. And sometimes I would walk home by myself, even though I was like super young. It was just something that was normal that I did when I was younger. How old were you? And um, first grade is what?
0: about six maybe
1: seven seven six, years six old
0: six or seven
1: okay yeah yeah miss miss um i'm trying to think of her name i think it was miss Rodriguez. i guess i think um but i was walking home and i remember a car pulling up beside me and there were these two guys that were, there were these two white guys that were in there and the guy on the driver's side was like hey come over here i want to show you something Now, I had already seen all the slideshows in school that they show you about don't speak to strangers, don't take shortcuts, don't go down alleys, always walk through public spaces. So I was like already prepared as a young child. I should have been by myself. but, But anyway, so I immediately felt uncomfortable and I started walking faster. So then the car started speeding up and then the guy opened up the car door as if he was going to get out. And I knew in that moment he was going to grab me. And immediately I thought, okay, there's a building right there. I'm going to run through the front of the building, run through the back of the building, run through the park, and then I'm going to try to get home. That's what I thought. So as soon as he tried to open the door, I just turned and I ran towards the apartment building. Now, let me just say this. This is the South Bronx in the eighties. Okay. Ain't no, uh, no, there are no nuns in the South Bronx going from door to door because it was the height of the crack, ep, crack epidemic. There was a lot of violence. It just wasn't a safe environment for nuns to be walking around by themselves, you know, trying to do the Lord's work. Right. <laughs> but so I'm walking to, I'm running to the building and all of a sudden these two nuns come out dressed in all white and I run up to them and I'm like, help me. There's this man trying to grab me. He's trying to get me, He's trying to take me. And they smile at me and they ask me, where did I live? And they took my hand and I was walking with them from that building. I walked maybe, maybe two or three blocks. I don't know where the men went. They left. When we turned around, the men were gone. And they were walking me to my building. And when I got to my building, I said, this is where I live. They said, "Okay, well, we're going to stand here. And I said, thank you. And I turned and I started walking towards the building. I walked in the door and I turned back around just to say, thank you. I'm okay now. They disappeared. They were gone. Now, the front of my building, there's no, they they couldn't have gone anywhere because there was a streetlight on each side of the curb in the front of my building so they would have had to wait for the light but even if they crossed i still would have seen them because they had their outfits on they're all white yeah spit out (laughs) they disappeared oh i saw them and i haven't told this story too many times but spirit's been telling me that it's important to to share so people know that they are guided and loved and protected so i go inside i tell my grandmother what happened she's like, where the, the nuns. I said, I don't know. They disappeared. They just, I don't know. And after that, you know, I was fine. I never saw those men again. But what I wrote about and what I've learned is I believe that those were angels mm-hmm. or I believe, I don't know. I mean, I would have to have somebody else give me a reading to just tell me because spirits never told me. Or maybe they were nuns in the spirit world because, you know, a lot of people say that emergencies happen and they see nuns or they yes. see... Spirits of, you know, like beings that look like nuns. So I think it was either nuns from the spirit world that stepped forward and, and became physical, which I believe happened, yes. or they were angels that came down into physical form to protect me because there's no other way that you could explain to me that those ladies, those nuns were in the Bronx during that time on that day. And as soon as I ran to the building, they were walking out. I mean, spirits timing is always perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so it taught me that, you know, we we really are protected. We just don't see it. And we don't really understand what the protection looks like. And so sometimes it could be something that's so um, supernaturally extraordinary that we can't explain it like that situation. Yeah. Other times the protection can be life's rejection. It can be losing the job. It could be, you know, getting laid off the relationship ending, you know, it could be, um, going bankrupt, losing the house. Yep. A lot of the circumstances that happen in our lives that we look at as negative can actually be divine protection. Oh, it's totally, you know, and going back to my grandmother, she has all these sayings out and they stick with me. She always says, you know, baby, God knows the end of that thing before you even started. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> I, now, know that Spirit God, you know, they know our future. They know when we are on a particular path, where that path is heading. And although it might be bad or difficult now, it could be way worse, or there could be something else coming along. So we're redirected and called somewhere else. And there's always protection, there's always signs. There's so many people that have been writing under that post and sharing with me personal messages. Of how they saw like a bird or a butterfly, or they see angel numbers, or they had a dream about something, or an emergency happened and they were saved, or they had cancer. Someone posted that they had cancer, and an angel came to them, and it was Raphael, and Raphael told them that they were going to heal, and they had a full recovery.
0: Wow! Yeah,
1: and yeah. someone else wrote on my Facebook page. I think she had three miscarriages or two miscarriages. And then she had, she got pregnant again, and then Spirit told her that she was the baby was gonna stay this time. And these are people that are not spiritual, that aren't really into any of this. Yeah. But they've these divine interventions that have taken place and these miracles that really happen all the time. I, I like to say these are things, these are normal. Yes. They're happening all the time, we just have to open our eyes and look, but um, that really, that, when I think about it now and I recollect on what happened, I, I'm i just speechless because- Yeah, yeah. I don't know what would have happened. and And also at that time, I didn't know this until later because I remember talking to my grandmother about it when I was older, she said that there were little boys that were like being kidnapped like kids that were being kidnapped and molested and they couldn't find out who was doing it so she'd always be on me about get home don't stop at the candy store. I used to always love to stop at the candy store and get i still candy. do <laughs> remember you could get penny candies you could get a bag of candy for like a quarter and you yeah. get like a big candy. so i would always do that and i'd reach to my grandmother's person, get quarters and play video games. Anyway, she was like, just come straight home after school. And this is the route that I want you to take because it's the safest. So I did that. And so I, I always wonder what would have happened if they would have grabbed me because I was really skinny and kind of frail when I was younger. And, you know, but again, it's like spirit is they're always there. They're always guiding us. And they always tell me, you know, when it's your time, it's your time and we will be there. But if it's not your time, it's not gonna happen. They'll always be like, in my case, the nun showed up. I've done readings with people and they didn't tell me anything. And I've said to them, you almost died in a car crash. This is who was in the car with you but this is the angel that saved you in the car. And I've said, said this, the car was total. And the way that the whole front end was smashed in, you should have been dead or injured, but you didn't have any injuries, did you? And they're like, oh my God, no. Like nobody, I didn't have any injuries. And And I'm like, that's because, and I say, I'm gonna use this as a teaching moment. Number one, This loved one was in the car with you, but this angel came in and it was not your time. So it was divine protection and you were protected. That's why there's no scratches on you, no bruises, no anything, even though based on the impact of the car and how the car was impacted, you should have been dead or paralyzed or something Yeah, and you were not. And there's a lot of stories we can Google. Oh. Stories of people in car accidents or that have fallen from these these tall, you know, a tree, a mountain or a trail or something. Sure. Just get up. There's no scratches. There's no anything. And I think that spirit trying to show the world, you know, that we're protected, to show the world that there's something more than what we think. Um, so we can all start to open up to that. Yeah. And um, so I'm a believer when people tell me things, I don't even question yeah. anything more. Um, I've even read stories and heard stories. I remember tell you a church story. It's okay. interesting how it's bringing all this stuff in. But again, I think that my life has been I've been being prepared for whatever spirit has for me going forward. I remember being in church And I remember a visiting prophet preacher was there and people, you know, the beginning of a lot of the churches that I would go to the beginning of the service, you stand up, you give a testimony, you talk about how God has blessed you or healing or something. And then people celebrate and give thanks. This man, and I was young, I had to be like eight or nine. He said that he was being robbed and the gun was pointed at his forehead and he thought he was gonna die. And all he kept saying over and over again, you know, was, you know, like Jesus saved me, Jesus be with me, protect me. God protect me, God save me. He said the man, the person started to pull the trigger and nothing was happening. The bullet didn't come out of the gun the trigger. It was almost like it was frozen. It was stuck.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And he said the man for what he doesn't know what was behind him, but he started looking up in terror. And he just moved the gun away and he he ran. And he says to this day, I don't know what scared him. I don't know what freaked him out. But he says, I know that God was there to protect me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and I believe that. And you know, we have angels. We all know Archangel Michael, don't we? Love Archangel Michael, yeah. Um, but we we have our angels and we have protection, and um. And so again, I walk with that. Yeah. I live with. I really don't worry too much about anything other than you know gas prices getting higher
0: right I <laughs> <Because laughs>
1: don't want to be paying seven dollars eight dollars a gallon but um for the most part I don't really worry about anything because I understand that how the divine works yeah and anything that comes my way if I really just give it to spirit they're gonna work it out they're always gonna work it out and totally. I just take the attitude that if something doesn't work out or if I lose out mm-hmm. on something, it's because there's something better for me. Yeah, It's true. And I'm being redirected. And and I've spirit has proven that to me time and time again.
0: Over and over.
1: Oh, so, yeah. So people love those stories. When I post those stories, they get a lot of momentum, but I think it reminds people of things in their past, but maybe they forgot
0: mm-hmm. that way. It does. So,
1: Does answer my prayer Spirit does is protecting me, and then people start sharing their stories, and it just builds up. And I think that that's what we need again. I was just
0: gonna say that. Yeah, it's what we need. It's what people need. It's what people want. You know, they're craving this this connection that they feel that that's missing within them. And it's 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 a big reason why I am doing this podcast because I just want to share all of this with everybody yeah. who's ready to yeah. hear it, you know? And it's the, the stories that you've told. I mean, I've been sitting here now for, I mean, we're at two hours, <laughs> we're at two hours, all this is hard. the longest interview I've had. And, and it's been, it seems like it's been 10 minutes and it, I've been, you have had me on the verge of tears. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to stop myself, hold my, you know, put myself together and the chili bumps from all of these these truly spirit filled stories. Yeah, it when people hear these stories, it inspires hope. And it it sparks that curiosity within themselves. Yeah, to want to explore that within and be like, well, yeah. wait, you know, I've I've got this too. This is this is in me too. Yeah, and and it's beautiful. So thank you for. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all of these amazing stories. I want you to come back. There's so much more. There's so much more for us to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I I just want to say to you, I'm really grateful that you reached out. I haven't done an interview or a podcast or anything in years. And I was going through like my own questioning of my path. And then I got COVID for seven days and for seven days, I was having these visions and spirit was coming to me and they were like, you know, now when you come out of this, we're going to lead you in this direction. So it's time to really be much more vocal and public about spirit, loved ones, but really about the relationship, about the power, because we want people to be able to access their power, to heal their power, to intuit their power of manifestation, and that power of love that's lacking. And um, and then out of nowhere, then you reached out to me and I thought, okay, <laughs> y'all think that's slick, but all right, okay, spirit, I see everybody's working together, and, yep. and I was gonna say no, but in my heart I thought, no, it's time, and this is divine. This is all divine, and it's time for me to start sharing these things with people.
0: Yeah. thank you so much oh you're welcome thank you thank you you again for listening to the something super spiritual podcast if you know someone who would enjoy this episode please do share it with a friend for show notes links and to purchase a mediumship reading my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com you can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app sign up for my newsletter for bonus content And to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste.